I don't think this will be the last Dungeon Master's Diary ever, but it is going to be the last Dungeon Master's Diary of Season 5. 30 episodes. Wow, what a... I don't know, crazy ride it's been. But I hope you've been enjoying it. And remember, this is all raw, pretty unedited, and, well, yeah, unashamedly personal. Let's dive in. Things he won't share with us The darkness in his brain The dungeon master's plan The pleasure and the pain Unknown, keep calling out to me. I hear him think out loud. Only the brave shall come. Open to page one. My name is Che Webster, and this is the Roleplay Rescue Dungeon Master's Diary. Hi Jay, and greetings from Finland. I'm Juho, one of your international listeners. I was listening to your DM Diary 28 and heard that you uh, were going to attend the Glorantha Games this year. That's really nice to hear, because Glorantha is one of my, or actually my favorite settings in, in, in a long time, and I'm a long time fan. We even started a Finnish podcast about it in Anchor, so thanks for favoriting it, even though I, I'm quite sure that you can't understand what we are talking there. In the Glorantha games, if you have a chance to play Hero Quest Glorantha, I strongly suggest that you take part in one of those games. It's a system that brought me back to role-playing games after the hiatus of the busy years. So cheers, and uh, remember, we are all us. Hey, it's Evil Jeff. Dude, listen to episode 28 GM's Journal. You know what we all love about it, this GM's Journal? We're hearing the excitement build back up in you. You you started Roleplay Rescue as getting us back into the hobby. And now we've been listening to your journey getting back into the hobby. And we can hear how excited you are. And that just turns around and feeds on us, too. So you keep up. Keep going on, man. Keep up with all the games keep up with all the podcasts and everything we appreciate it you're doing us a solid and yourself as well so keep it up oh also uh in all your projects everything i hope you're still working with frank t i'm looking forward to seeing what happens with the gurps ha evil jeff again made a mistake that was episode 29 of the gm's journal that i had just listened to not 28 sorry about that Great call-ins there from Yuho and Evil Jeff. Thank you, guys. So good to hear from you, Yuho. I'm really hoping Glorantha Games goes ahead. We've got COVID-19, and yes, so far we can meet, but, you know, yes, I will take up your advice. I will give that game a go. And Evil Jeff, don't worry, we haven't forgotten about... Goops. Or is it known as Webster's House Rules? Wink, wink. Nudge, nudge. Thanks, guys, for calling in. Game on. (laughs) 
Monday morning, beautiful March Monday morning, looking out from the classroom over the fields. It's just gorgeous. I've um, just kind of come in. I over the uh, last couple of days, I've been thinking a lot about this board in my classroom, and I've got myself some copies of the um, was it the Sword Coast map and Fandolin map from uh, the Essentials Kit. I kind of essentially had that map slightly too big to do as one A three map, so I photocopied it as two A three halves, which I'm going to put see if I can just overlay and put together on the board. So you'll have a map of Vandalin and a map of the Sword Coast. I blew up the um, two of the mission, the quest cards um, onto sort of I don't know maybe A five size. They're quite large, little, perhaps a teeny bit bigger than A five, um, and. Um, that's kind of our starting point for this board, which is really exciting and cool. And while I was at it, I also decided I'd better photocopy the starter characters out of the starter set as backup characters for Tuesday night in case anyone else comes. And there's another thing as well. I was tidying up yesterday at home, starting to sort out books. I've got a stack of maybe 50, 60 tomes to get rid of. going to eBay those off, I guess. Although I have put an offer out onto my Discord. So if anyone's curious, you can hop on Discord and kind of talk to me direct and we can sort out something if you want to buy these things off me. Um, but amongst them, I found um, a copy of uh, James Intracasso and John Four's Demon, The Demon Plague campaign. It's just a great fantasy adventure from levels 1 to 20. It's really a sort of mini campaign for 5e, um, which I, I backed a while ago and which I, I honestly can't see me running. Um, I also found Frogger Games. I bought the um, Swords and Wizardry versions of these adventures, but I also got copies of the 5e ones at the same time. And so there's Invino Gigantus, um, How Orcus Stole Christmas, and The City That Drew Blood. Those are all kind of, I don't know, third to fifth level adventures. Uh, Orcus, I think, is sort of uh, maybe third, fourth. Um, anyway, kind of brought those in. And then it kind of occurred to me that maybe the Demon Plague and um, mention of Orcus and others... Is this going to freak out the kind of Christian um, evangelical group that are worried about me playing D&D in school? Um, I don't know. So I'm a bit worried about that. But anyway. Uh, yeah, kind of getting excited for tomorrow night's D&D game uh, with the kids and just seeing if we can keep get this going, really, if there's going to be some momentum. Um, fingers crossed. Game on. Quick Monday night update. Uh, this fabulous thing happened today. So... Um, basically around about break time today, about 11 o'clock today, 11.30, something like that, one of the students um, in my chitter group who's been interested in doing D&D came and asked if he could, quote, borrow the starter set um, for D&D 5th edition. So yes, absolutely he can. He took that away with him in his bag and I basically said, look, go play that with your mates. Um, when you're completely done with it, if you want to, you can return it, but it's a loan in inverted commas. So he was happy, off he went. And then today... Went uh, this afternoon, I got a package from, well, James on Twitter. I'm just going to name you. Um, and uh, he sent me a second-hand one he found, which is complete. And that's up on the shelf ready to be picked up by the next bunch of kids. What an awesome thing this is. I have basically, in the last two weeks, now given away two star sets and there's a third one ready to go. Where will this all end? Whoa. <laughs> this Tuesday night, I've just uh, got in the car. After game club, nine players, ladies and gentlemen, nine players, um, five uh, players of experience, four new people tonight, and um, also the lad who took home the starter set, he had intended to start running a game today, but his mate sort of turned up, 
several of them weren't sh were new, and they actually decided to join the my game tonight. And it looks like he may feel ready, maybe in a week. Um, but I'm not trying to put the pressure on there. He may take two of those players away and set a second group up playing the starter set. That's certainly coming. It may not come quite in the next week, but we'll see. A week is a long time for teenagers. Um, but wow, nine gamers. We basically finished the fight with the uh, yellow blobby jelly things. There turned out to be two of them in the tomb, ladies and gentlemen. And um, they they totally destroyed those nine nine level one characters. Can pack a punch, I'll tell you that. Um, they are now they've they've been rewarded by the doors to give them some sending stones, which is really cool. And they use those immediately. They split the party. They heard some noises outside. They hit split the party, and some of the party's gone down with one of the sending stones, and the rest stayed back to sort of hole up and and see what's happening. It turns out there's a bunch of humanoids with big fangs and teeth um, who are basically moving into the area, and it looks like they're intent on attacking. And the guys have basically spent about probably about 20 minutes or so coming up with a plan. They've given away their position, unfortunately, by being really noisy about their planning. <laughs> but uh, they have a plan, and they're going to try and ambush, I think, these uh, these creatures as they try to come into the um, temple site. What they also picked up is there seems to be indications in conversation between these creatures that they have somehow lost their home. And they're kind of desperate enough for a new place to hide from the big beast that they have been fleeing. So we shall see next time. But oh my goodness, nine players. Game on. Wednesday morning, I am pretty tired, it has to be said. Uh, a full day of teaching and then an hour and a half of very intense gaming. And I was exhausted last night and I... Um, was somewhat overstimulated, I think, because uh, I found it hard to sleep too. And there's a couple of things that are sort of buzzing around my head. So I'm really pleased with how the school clubs, you know, there's been an injection of energy. Um, I think I mentioned last episode that I'd received a voucher from a, um, an anonymous donator, an anonymous benevolent person who shall remain anonymous, um, which in a way is kind of a shame, but I just didn't want to assume um, that that person would want me to name them and they've kind of confirmed that it's okay to be anonymous. So anyway, there's something a hundred bucks on drive through RPG. Now, the truth is that uh, the kids' drive through RPG is going to be a whole like rabbit hole that I don't want to necessarily involve them in yet. Um, but it's certainly a rabbit hole that I run down regularly. So what I decided to do is take that hundred bucks and I talked to them last night about having some money to spend. Um, and... The consensus generally was, sir, can we have a player's handbook? So I've ordered one. Um, I've also ordered the uh, the final tome of the three that make up the little young adventurer's guide thing. Because I haven't mentioned this. Um, so last week, the guy who took the starter set um, has been interested in D&D for a while. I think his dad played D&D back in the day. And he's had a few games. I think we really are talking Beck Me. Um, possibly BX, but I think it's Beck Me. He's been playing a little bit with his dad. But he's really into D&D, the modern D&D. Um, and he kind of was curious about what I was doing until, and then he went away, until uh, we got back to D&D. And now he borrowed uh, Dungeons and Tombs off my windowsill um, in the classroom. And then, ooh, I should think about two days later, he borrowed Warriors and Weapons. And then the day he was returning Warriors and Weapons, which was Monday, he borrow the starter set 
Um, and also asked me, have you got the other, any other of these books? They're great. Um, but I don't know. It's amazing, isn't it? This kind of progression of, so those little young adventurer books, which contain no rule stuff, they just kind of explain a little bit about D and D, um, absolutely devoured by this young man and others have started to show interest in those. So that's, you know, I'm quite happy to get the last one of those three that's currently available. There are two more, I think planned by wizards, but, um, they're great, actually, for kids. They are full of pictures and simple, straightforward. It's all the colour text, really, the descriptive stuff from Dungeons & Dragons kind of repackaged. Um, oh, that's what it looks like. I haven't actually read them. So that's great. So I've got the third one of those, and I've got a player's handbook on the way. And I think it would probably be worthwhile, because that's about £40. Um, it would then probably be worthwhile me using the backup money um, for future starter sets and just seeing where we go. I bought some extra dice as well, so there's another fiver, um, because I absolutely ran out of dice yesterday. Um, giving out dice says is a great thing to do. Um, anyway, so that, that was all great, and that's been bubbling on, and so thank you to that person who has provided me with those funds. What I'm going to do is use that voucher for my own personal hobby over time, uh, just to recoup that, that cost, but I, I just thank you so much for that, and I hope that's okay. Um, so alongside that, um, I noticed that Monty Cook's got his Tolos um, City of the Spire Kickstarter going. And um, I think this is something that I've always been curious about. The Alexandrian has written extensively on how to run it. Um, and I've always, I haven't read those because I've been kind of not wanting the spoilers. Uh, but I, I feel like I, I'd really like to take on a setting like that. And it's a real classic. And um, so I'm so tempted to get involved in Tolos. So I'm, I'm sort of... I have pledged but i think what i'm going to do because there's another thing that monty cook does that i really want to get into and that's the cipher system and um you know i bought numenera last year and kind of bottled running it um uh, but the cipher system itself is the first edition of that is something i really enjoyed reading and i'd really like to play um for a number of reasons i think that most of anything i, I there are no gm roles and i'm really curious about that um but also, I just think it might be a great solo game because of that. Um, and on top of that, I just I just really liked the way characters were constructed and I really liked the way everything seemed to be quite easy to, you know, ad-lib, if you like, to a certain degree. That, that, that improvisational stuff is really provided for in the game because there's so many loose structures there that you can then just sort of populate. So I, I really want to play with that. So um, there's, there's, a, there's a pledge level there where you can get the Cypher rulebook added and I was going to go for that and I in fact did go for that but then I realized that um that's a lot of money <laughs> but I managed to find a kind of a, a copy of of um new cipher system book uh, on eBay at a reasonable price because importing one is it's a hardback is just a, a horrendous cost um well to be fair it's probably not that bad you know they charge about 60 bucks for the book and it's about 20 bucks to get it shipped into the UK I think um but actually, this book was going to cost me considerably less than that. You know, we're talking sort of 45 quid or something all in. So I've ordered that because um, that's something I'm really curious about. And then I'm in on the Tolos thing. I'm, I've, I've kind of gone for a, a level I can just squeeze affording where I'm probably going to get the hardback of the Cypher System version of that. I can have either the Cypher System or the 5e version. If you're interested in Tolos, it's a 5e and Cypher System um, setting. Um, and everything else is sort of PDF, and I think I can probably deal with that. Um, 
It's a shame because there's a real higher, much higher level, about 200 bucks, where you can kind of have the, the tallest DM screen and the card deck has just been released and there's a kind of NPC card deck they're doing for it and you get that as well. Um, and you'd get both books, I think. Um, but yeah, that's a bit rich for me. <laughs> so that's that. And um, yeah, I know I was trying to slow down. I am slowing down my buying, but I just... I don't know, that's a project for down the line, I think, and it's something that I, I think I will kick myself if I missed out on. Um, what else? I, I've got Dolmenwood on Friday, um, and tomorrow night is parents' evening, so I'm kind of, I don't know, I'm a little bit dreading this one, because uh, tomorrow, like today, today's full teaching day. Tomorrow is uh, a full teaching day, and then I have, on top of that, I have about four and a half hour parents' evening. So tomorrow is going to end up being one of those 12 and a half, 13 hour days and I'm going to be shattered. And then on Friday is a full teaching day and I'm going to be uh, at the end of the day having to role play. And it's, that's always really hard. Now, I'm, I'm determined to try not to let that show. Um, the last time I tried not to let that show, I kind of came down ill and was exhausted and basically couldn't do it. And um, yeah, so I, I do find this particularly exhausting. These parents evening things, um, there's about seven of them in the year and they they always fall on a tuesday or a thursday and they kill me basically they they just absolutely as an and as an introvert my battery goes to absolutely nothing left and it takes days to recover so i guess um i you know this won't go out until well after the game session but if if you were there andy and ian and if it didn't happen that'll be why and if it did happen um well it was in the face of all of that. Um, and, and I don't mean to sort of try and big myself up here. It's just saying, my goodness, sometimes being host of a game for me is just the most punishing thing. Um, because I recharge alone and all the energy I expend in my work, um, you know, it has to come back somewhere and it, and it only comes back from sort of being alone and, and having rest. I rested last night. I basically decided to do nothing last night uh, aside from reading. And um, it was great, actually, but I, I didn't sleep well. Um, I'm getting anxious about tomorrow. Um, so we will see. Tonight, I think I'll try and go home. I've got um, I've got to get prepped for Donwood. And I'm going to try and keep it simple like last time. I've got a few things in my mind I want to do. It's not difficult. But I... Uh, yeah, I'm kind of curious to see what I can pull off on Friday. Anyway, I'm Wittering. Game on. Quick update. Uh, it's Wednesday night. We just decided to postpone our Donwood game on Friday because, well, first of all, Dave, who's one of our friends, um, he's an A&E doctor. He's been um, self-isolated or isolated for 14 days, um, COVID-19. Um, and I think, you know, He's relatively okay. Um, he's a suspected kind of, um, yeah, just a kind of a suspected situation for him. Um, but uh, being a school teacher, we're, um, I think we're moving steadily towards the possibility that the schools will be closed. And um, obviously there are, there are various um, risks and obviously my wife working in the hospital, similar. So because um, both Ian and Andy's families have uh, significant medical um, concerns within them, we're just going to be super co super cautious at this stage. Um, and 
I don't, I think that's sad, but I also think that that is completely uh, fine. And I think what we're going to do instead is going to hop up online, have a chat on Friday night. And I suppose really we could play online, but we're just going to, I think, have a bit of a natter and see where we're at. And um, yeah, I think that's a sensible thing. Random thought. I do really believe that it would be a lot better, especially at conventions and online gaming, generally when advertising games and trying to attract players, if you didn't tell people which game system. In fact, it would be really great if people just stopped getting so hung up on which game system was in play and instead focused on what is it that you're offering as a game experience? What is the world that we're playing in, which is the setting? What is the story that... um, has kicked this off the scenario and the second thing is like being clear about the kind of game it is the structure of it you know is this a dungeon game is this a wilderness game is this a mystery game what is this game that's way more helpful when you're trying to make a decision about where to play something than whether you're just playing this particular game system as someone who's thinking about really wanting to take games out to conventions I don't necessarily want to be fixated on the system. I want to be able to have the opportunity to give people a great gaming experience and actually introduce them to something perhaps they wouldn't have tried before. Had they seen what the system was going to be, they'd often just edit it out and decide that they didn't want to play because they don't like that system or perhaps actually because they have prejudices about systems. You know, I know that if I was to sit down at a table which was promising a really good um, adventure gaming experience... um, and it turned out to be using a game system I wasn't familiar with or I wasn't sure I'd like, I would still want to play and I bet I would have a good experience. And that might then really help to change and influence the way I think about that particular approach to gaming. I just think sometimes these categories are barriers rather than their bridges. Anyway, that's a random thought. I guess most people probably disagree with me, but there you have it. Thursday night, post-parents evening, I have survived. But here's a cool thing that happened today. So our head of school came to see me today to let me know he had a conversation with a parent of one of the lads who comes to the D&D club and was basically complimentary and wanted to pass on a massive thanks because this lad has gone from sitting at home basically on his computer and playing on his console. Uh, In the last couple of weeks, he's read four books, all of them D&D stuff. And he's coming to the club, he's enjoying it. And coincidentally, this is the lad who took home the starter set to start GMing. And his dad's going, he's really rapidly, massively changed. Thank you. And I'll tell you what, that's cool as mustard. Game on. Quick random update, Friday morning. Um... So tonight, Donwood is uh, postponed because uh, we don't want to risk um, COVID-19 stuff at the moment and um, there's just too many vulnerable people around us. I got sat down this morning just before I came to work. I I thought I would read through um, Double Adventure 1 Shadows uh, for Traveller, which is great. And something really struck me because in there, there's this lovely little bit at the start. There's some example characters some of those example characters contain something that isn't in Travelers 1, Book 1, 2, and 3, which is a level 0 skill. And in the explanation, it just says, given a couple of characters, level 0 skill, like, for example, with Vac Suit, 
which is spacesuit ability for those who don't know, um, to sort of reflect their familiarity with something without actually having any real skill and ability with it. You have to remember that in Traveller, a level one, each level of ability, a level one in ability is four years of experience um, is as written, you know, sort of represents that. Um, and even with the expansion books, uh, Mercenary, High Guard, Scout, and Merchant Prince, um, that becomes at least a year's experience with something. Um, so, yeah, it's a significant level of experience, you know, and, and I like that. And what spun off from that, um, in, in addition to the fact that it also contains some extra equipment ideas that sort of fit with the adventure, is that we have this incremental development of a game going on over a period of time. So 77 Book 1, you know, um, we kind of learn about characters and how they work, and Book 3 gives us some equipment and all that sort of stuff. And then as we get our adventures, the early adventures, we start, I mean, this adventure was written for a convention and then eventually sort of published. And what we have here is this kind of incremental drip, drip, drip of new ideas, which I think um, is kind of lovely to rediscover. It just really is fun to, fun to kind of be looking through stuff. At it. And it almost, well, no, it doesn't almost, it absolutely motivates me. I'm an explorer, remember, I want to delve through things. And it's this exploration of um, the, the various supplements and books uh, that is actually uncovering like how this game developed and how this game was played and really informing my, my understanding. So I just wanted to share that thought because it's a wonderful thing. And I kind of guess what I'm saying is I'm encouraging people who are delving back into the original games um, to actually pay attention to that, to look out for those little nuggets, those little drips that actually pull together, become something much greater. And, um, you know, just because like the modern games are highly polished, complete products, doesn't take away anything from the fact that these original products we were exploring together, we were discovering together, we were finding out how to play together. And that was a rich experience that you can, not just for the sake of nostalgia, for the sake of discovery, for the sake of understanding, you can go back and you can explore. Game on. Saturday morning, and I just thought I'd record a quick little silly bit. Um, so first of all, last night's Friday game obviously was um, commuted away. And um, the good thing was about 8 o'clock I got online with um, Andy, Shandy Andy, and also with Jason from the RPG Variety Cast, and um, eventually also with uh, Pandian Knight. Uh, and it was nice, we had a chat. Um, Jason wanted to talk about wargaming and role-playing, uh, you know, how you kind of bring those two things together. That was an interesting conversation. It reminded me of all sorts of things that I'd forgotten I used to do. Um, and then uh, we were talking around various things, including like Shandy Andy's uh, hatred of the torch that lasts exactly an hour. And Jason was needling me about um, the uh, recent episodes, uh, comments regarding the usage die and all of that kind of stuff. But it was really lovely. So anyway, that turned uh, me feeling very glum into me feeling pretty chilled by the time I went to bed, um, which is really nice. So thank you to those guys for taking the time to talk. Anyway, yesterday I managed to locate a copy of uh, Adventure 13, Signal GK, um, for Traveller, which is a, um, a bit of a classic. And it's in shrink wrap. Can you hear that? It's still in shrink wrap. Unfortunately, it has a Virgin Special Purchase 199 sticker right across the front inside, which is completely... Uh, annoying um, 
and I bet I can't peel that off, but there we go. It shows how old this is because Virgin as a uh, shop, I don't think has been in existence for a, a number of years now, maybe a decade at least. So there we go. But anyway, Signal GK eventually, I'm just gonna basically rip the shrink wrap off this and have a look at this pristine booklet from, let's have a little ooh, look inside. Um, from 1985, lovely stuff. Now it's got a little bit of um, staining at the um, staples. It's that old, I think. Um, but otherwise it's pristine. It smells very musty. Um, I don't know if I dare go at that sticker. It is incredibly stuck on, but that's a shame. But hey, you know, I have a copy. Now the truth is I have this on PDF and I have this in the big booklet as well, but it's kind of nice to have it in my hands and open too. I can read through it. It's obviously been in some dusty or sorry, very musty, um, yeah, very damp um, warehouse for a very long while. Let's put it that way. But another cool thing, it's set in the Soleimani border and um, you know what I want to do in my solo gaming, right? Yeah, I want to go to Soleimani. So there's something I can play with. Game on. I don't think this will be the last Dungeon Master's Diary ever, but it is going to be the last Dungeon Master's Diary of Season 5. 30 episodes. Wow, what a, I don't know, crazy ride it's been. But I hope you've been enjoying it. And remember, this is all raw, um, pretty unedited, and, well, yeah, unashamedly personal. <laughs>